Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Explaining History podcast, and today I want to return to um, the domestic policy of Harry Truman. Um, as you may have um, recalled, uh, for people that have listened to this podcast for quite a long time, I've focused on um, Truman quite a lot. One of the reasons is is that he's quite a contradictory character. Um, there are moments where he appears to be espousing uh, more progressive um, positions. There are moments where he's an arch-reactionary. Some have suggested that as a a kind of a careerist politician, he um, believed in uh, very little. I'm not entirely sure about that. Um, But the the kind of the contradiction uh, within... Uh, Truman seems quite stark um, in the field of uh, civil rights, for example, uh, a wave of murders of black GIs returning from the Second World War appalled and horrified Truman, but he was not above his own personal racism um, as a southerner, um, and he was um, decidedly uh, anti-trade union uh, in the first year of his uh, administration. But what we're going to look at now is the fact that he did try to pursue uh, his own progressive social policy uh, similar to Franklin Roosevelt's New Deal and indeed a kind of a continuation of that. And of course we're looking back at Grand Expectations today by uh, James Patterson. Um, and on the subject of uh, the... Truman New Deal, or the Fair Deal as it was referred to, um, James Patterson writes, Although Truman was absorbed in foreign policy matters for much of 1945 and 46, he wasted little time in advancing an ambitious domestic agenda. On September the 6th, 1945, he stamped himself in the mould of Roosevelt by praising FDR's Economic Bill of Rights and calling on Congress to approve a host of reforms. These included laws that would expand federal control over uh, public power, increase minimum wages, provide funds for public housing, and broaden coverage of Social Security, and establish a national health programme. Truman also made it clear 
that he expected Congress to confer permanent status on the Wartime Fair Employment Practices Commission and to employ the so approve the so-called Full Employment Bill, which would commit the government to promote policies against joblessness. Now, the obvious context of this is the experience of the Great Depression. But in addition to that, there was the, the fear among many Americans that once the massive state uh, intervention and state spending uh, of the war had uh, subsided, that the Depression would return. The uh, US government spending on the Second World War uh, absolutely dwarfed um, the measures introduced by Roosevelt under the New Deal to try to deal with the, uh, the Great Depression. Um, it was the uh, biggest expansion of state spending and state control of the economy at any point in US history. So any attempt to continue any sort of wartime uh, practices, wartime controls, uh, wartime employment policies, um, any attempt to uh, do anything other than to work towards the dismantling of the New Deal met with outrage and anger from um, the conservative uh, elements within both the Republican and the Democrat parties. House Republican leader Joseph Martin of Massachusetts said, Now nobody should have any more doubt, not even President Roosevelt ever asked so much out in one sitting. It's just a case of out-new-dealing the New Deal. Was Truman that much of a cynic? Was he simply motivated by uh, attaching his colours to the late Roosevelt's mast by uh, presenting himself as the heir to Roosevelt, who at that point was probably the most uh, popular and successful president in uh, American history? Um, perhaps, but I don't think it can entirely be explained by cynicism. Um, the... Uh, evidence for that is the fact that what Truman was proposing was more than simply window dressing. Uh, one might argue that a politician that had no interest in social reform other than for its public relations value might offer simply a kind, kind of cosmetic um, cosmetic attempts uh, to uh, aid Roosevelt. But um, Truman appears to have uh, put genuine thought and effort into this. For example, the decision to retain the FEPC, the Fair Employment Practices Commission, which made sure that discrimination in federal workplaces um, was uh, outlawed during the war, um, that was a, a, a clear message of uh, the continuation of progressive values. Even though the FEPC was a kind of a wartime uh, device, it was something born of the necessity of war. Uh, the fact of the matter that it was being retained thereafter really speaks something about uh, Truman's intentions about trying to create a more egalitarian society. Um, for, the, for the likes of Joseph Martin, for example, who was a partisan uh, legislature um, who had been um, part of the, the kind of the corrupt years of um, Calvin Coolidge, um, and who has been an ardent opponent of the New Deal, um, and had been determined 
uh, to undo it no matter what. There was simply no negotiating. Um, there were, uh, for example, uh, on the other side, um, Democrats, who whilst being loyal to Truman, um, the, particularly the, the cohort of Southern Democrats, who've never really quite reconciled themselves with the New Deal, and particularly the fact that uh, black Americans in some part benefited from the New Deal. Um, even Democrats uh, began to look upon Truman's efforts as being too much, uh, too fast. Um, and they uh, thought that um, Congress was being uh, set up for a no-win situation, being expected to do what Truman asked and introduce policies that would be beneficial to the American populace at large, and then um, Truman presenting Congress as the bad guys if they didn't fall into line. Truman's domestic um, programme was one that was hampered throughout his seven years in office by continual uh, bad relations uh, with Congress. Um, Truman vetoed, for example, 250 bills in those seven years, all of which uh, originating uh, from the Houses of Congress, uh, to put that into relief, in over 12 years, Roosevelt had vetoed 631. Now, it would have taken uh, a politician of far greater uh, political talent than Truman to be able to deal with the hostile interest groups um, in uh, and around Washington in 1945-46. The huge um, public shift towards um, the political right and towards uh, conservative values, um, towards uh, anti-communist attitudes, uh, and towards suspicion of um, progressive um, ideals, and partly as a result of the end of the Second World War, partly uh, as a result of suspicions about Roosevelt's relationship with the Soviet Union during the Second World War, and partly um, as a result of the uh, newfound uh, prosperity um, that had returned to America uh, after the war, meant that um, conservatism on Capitol Hill um, was um, enormously, uh, enormously enhanced. Um, and he had, Truman had the uh, additional problem of uh, Southern Democratic senators um, for example, the uh, Fair Employment uh, Practices Commission uh, bill um, faced a uh, prolific uh, filibuster um, of uh, senators basically trying to talk out the bill uh, to give it um, no time uh, to pass the Senate. It was just one example of uh, a determined rearguard action by reactionary politics, uh, reactionary kind of political operators, in order to prevent uh, a more progressive uh, Truman uh, agenda from being passed. The, the wave of kind of uh, reactionary conservatism across America in the aftermath of the Second World War was based around anxieties that uh, both uh, American women and black Americans had been able to advance their status as a result of wartime conditions and now a um, conservative, uh, a blanket sort of application of conservative values uh, and really sort of um, 
as a cover of for kind of um, misogynistic and uh, racist attitudes was the way in which uh, the clock would be turned back and the 1950s show uh, that uh, the uh, move towards uh, greater freedoms for both American women and for particularly for black Americans would be met with fierce resistance. One of the uh, more significant factors uh, about um, the uh, aftermath of the Second World War is that uh, oligarchic uh, capital, oligarchic business, um, had been uh, significantly enhanced by the experience of the war. Um, uh, Patterson writes, Business interests which had grown powerful during the war had special influence. Oil companies and state political leaders pressed for a Tidelands bill that would have turned over uh, to states oil-rich submerged lands off their coasts. Uh, the bill passed twice during the Truman presidency, was vetoed twice, and finally was enacted when Eisenhower signed it in 1950. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads, generally, for most people, are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. The electric utility lobby took the lead in successful efforts against proposed new federal power authorities in the Missouri and Columbia Valleys. Railroad interests urged passage of a bill that would have exempted many of their practices from antitrust prosecution. This, too, uh, later passed over a Truman veto. So here you have um, the government, particularly um, a, a post-New Deal government, um, the New Deal where such um, anti-monopolistic uh, um, agencies such as the National Recovery Agency were established um, trying to ensure that um, monopolistic practices didn't emerge and that there were not too great a concentrations of capital uh, in America um, fighting a, um, a losing battle in many ways um, to um, exert regulation over things like the electricity companies and the oil companies. 
One of the reasons why this was uh, the case is that um, the, the vast amounts of wealth that had poured into um, American industry during the war, almost all of it public wealth, um, had uh, given um, shipbuilders, aircraft builders, uh, oil companies, rail companies, electricity companies, huge war chests to... Uh, manipulate public opinion and to influence public officials and influence uh, elected officials. Um, so the next battle to be fought would be that over uh, health insurance. Um, the outcome of Truman's uh, plan for a national system of health insurance showed the power of these special interests. Um, his proposal for health insurance was fairly fairly conservative. Bear in mind, in 1948, Great Britain establishes the National Health Service. Um, so you can use that as the, the yardstick, uh, uh, med, you know, medical care free at the point of care, paid for by national insurance. You can you know, use that as the yardstick for Truman's policies. Um, Care would be financed by a tax of 4% on the first $3,600 of personal income. General government revenue would assist many among the poor. Um, and the, the, that is the kind of the, the, the extent of it. There is no commitment to universal health care uh, free at the point of need. Um, the... American Medical Association, the, the, um, uh, the main lobby for doctors, attacked the plans as socialism, uh, and the Conservatives in Congress uh, agreed with this, and the plan never came close to passage. In part, this is to do with um, the, I suppose, the hysteria of the uh, burgeoning Cold War, that anything labelled as remotely socialist could be uh, destroyed um, and vetoed automatically. But it's really got to do with the fact that uh, business interests um, had successfully captured significant parts of the political process already by 1945. Um, it's widely observed that in uh, 2019, this is clearly the case in the United States of America. With the triumph of such uh, uh, phenomena as Citizens United and the creation of super PACs, but this is kind of nothing new. Um, and to place this in a kind of a, a uh, international context, in 1948, in the establishment of the National Health Service in Great Britain, the main lobby, the British Medical Association, um, a sort of a mirror of the American Medical Association was a lobbying organisation for wealthy doctors and consultants who did not wish to become, as they viewed it, state employees uh, because they knew it would impact on their earning. So uh, Anaya and Bevan, the founder of the National Health Service in Great Britain, um, in a bid to win over the doctors, uh, agreed that consultants uh, would be able to continue with private practice as they saw fit and would then do work for uh, the NHS. And that really uh, exists uh, today. The AMA backed uh, the Hill-Burton Bill, 
which Congress approved in 1946. The Hill-Burton Bill um, provided federal aid for hospital building, and therefore this uh, pleased building companies and building contractors, um, but the medical care within those hospitals was not to be free of charge at the point of need. Uh, between 1946 and 75, $4 billion in federal funds supported the programme, and this helped to produce a large uh, excess in hospital beds. So there were, if any, uh, if anything, too many hospital beds. Um, the bill mainly benefited doctors, uh, hospital administrators, and it also benefited the rising industry of medical insurance, um, such as companies such as Blue Cross Blue Shield. The full employment bill that Truman had hoped to uh, introduce met a similar fate. Uh, the final act that was passed in 1946 omitted mention of a government commitment to full employment. Now, had that gone through and had the uh, health insurance bill gone through, Truman's government would have looked a lot more, um, well, there would have been certain similarities with the Labour government uh, of 1945, because the one thing that the Labour government promised immediately was a commitment to full employment. In the original draft of the Truman Bill, there were provisions for uh, public spending in order to stimulate the economy when necessary, um, and the, uh, these were obviously vetoed, and instead um, there was uh, a three-person council of economic advisers and a joint economic committee of Congress were established, um, and their job they, was to produce an annual presidential report on the state of the economy. So the uh, Employment Act uh, becomes a kind of an absurdity, really. It uh, has uh, virtually no kind of uh, real value to poor Americans or unemployed Americans, uh, and instead is simply a kind of a, a, a device to cloak the fact that uh, very little has been done uh, by any uh, stretch of the imagination to create a commitment to full employment. Instead, the Act committed the government to observing the economy and to um, looking at um, particular problems and flashpoints in the future, but um, most of the substance of the bill was lost. Truman seems to have suffered the fate that uh, other um, reformist or attempting reformist presidents suffer. You might look at Kennedy, you might possibly even look at uh, Barack Obama. That good intentions in office and uh, plans to bring about radical change meet with the cold reality of reactionary politics in the House of Representatives and the Senate. And the result is highly disappointed liberal voters. Um, they uh, were particularly upset with Truman that he never denounced those filibusters in the Senate um, who prevented the FEPC, the Fair Employment Practices Commission, um, from being uh, uh, adopted into peacetime. And that he also did very little when he was uh, when he was presented with revisions 
to the employment bill. Truman, of course, was distracted um, by foreign affairs and he saw himself as um, particularly weak in the arena of foreign affairs and had to uh, learn very quickly um, all the things that uh, Roosevelt had been so uh, adept with in dealing with the Soviet Union and uh, other area, other sort of world flashpoints. Um, and he very he wanted to prove himself as a foreign policy president, but the uh, in terms of the domestic agenda, this seems to have been one of his his areas of of defeat. Um, he was something of a philistine. He did not wish to listen to experts uh, about the economy. Uh, this was a reversal from Roosevelt. Roosevelt had a, uh, the his advisors around him, the Brains Trust of kind of economists and uh, other statisticians who could tell him important things so that he, he could cherry-pick the ideas that he thought would be useful uh, and would help solve the problem. Um, he took six months before he got around to appointing anyone onto his Council of Economic Advisers and then paid them very little mind uh, thereafter. Now, the next podcast that we're going to do on Truman is going to look at the thing that really caused him more damage in his domestic agenda than anything else. And this was the debate around lifting wartime price controls and returning uh, the American economy to a peacetime footing, which meant significant changes and significant increases in prices and shortages of goods and foodstuffs. Um, So we'll look at that next time. Anyway, in the meantime, thanks very much for listening, and I hope you found this podcast useful. If you just started back at college this week, I hope you have a great new term. Uh, And do remember, subscribe to this podcast, catch us on the Explaining History Facebook group, and if you can possibly um, support the podcast in any way, check us out on the Explaining History Patreon page. Thanks very much. All the best. Bye-bye. 